evening, everyone. Welcome to our 5.30 service. My name is Francis, and I hope you guys are comfortable seated. Uh, if we have first-timer here, so we would like to welcome you. And if it's your first time, we'd like to see you later after the service. So approach us. Approach me. I want to meet you personally today. And so we are actually finishing our church trademark series. We've been uh, going through the trademark of the believer for the past uh, five weeks. And our last week is today. But before I get into the Word, I just want to show you a picture of one of the things that I've been really looking forward to. How many of you was able to watch this movie? All right. Three. Okay. Where do you guys live? Are you guys familiar with the... Captain Barbell movie, Spider-Man, Far From Home. And when we talk about movies, uh, I'm one of the people who not go to movies all the time, but there, if, if there are movies that I really like, I make sure that I watch during the either first day or first week of screening. Unfortunately, I won't be able to give you any spoilers because I was not able to watch the movie. Why am I saying this? For the past two weeks, it's been a busy week for me. How many of you have feel, felt that before? Super busy. Yan. For those 90 pa nila na feel na busy ang buhay, Lord. You know, I realized this, that there are a lot of things to do in our lives. So many things to do. And for us, we try to make sure that we put ourselves in a position where we can do what we want also. Because most of the time, we do what we need to do. What do we need to do? We need to work. We need to meet deadlines. We need to do errands. These are the things that we need to do in life. How many of you can relate to me that there are a lot of things to do tomorrow and you're worried about it today? To do. A lot of things that we need to do. And so me, I try to segment it so that I will keep my sanity. What I do is I list down things that I need to do so that I also find time for the things that I want to do. What are the things that you want to do? Watch movies. Go on a vacation. Who among you, you think you need a vacation soon? Yeah, Lord, I pray that you will bless them with a vacation. Yung hindi nagtas ng kamay, Lord. Work lang, sa kanila daw. We all want to do a lot of things. Some of us just need and want more time to sleep. Remember? Sarap, di ba? Yung magigising ka, tulog ka Saturday, pagising mo, Friday na next week. But you know, as believers, and I want to give you a perspective that is different, as we talk about the trademark of church, there are things that we need to do, there are things that we want to do, but for us who believe in Jesus, there are things, or we are also called to do things. We are called to do stuff. As a believer, there is a portion of our life that we are called to do something for the Lord. As soldiers during the time of war, when they are called, they are enlisted, what happens? They are given a mission. And the calling that we have in our lives as believers is not only for personal consumption. Do you agree with me? That the life of a, of a believer, yes, we want to be blessed. Yes, we want to be uh, good in what we do. We are excellent and blessed on our own. But at the same time, we have to realize that our walk with God is not for personal consumption. We are called to do something. And that is what we will talk about today. The mission that God has called us to do. 
Acts chapter 1, verse 8 is the frame of our series for the past five weeks. We talked about Jesus, according to Luke, the author of Acts, tells his disciples and says, Wait! Sabi niya, wait! Why? Because the Holy Spirit is coming and it will give you power. The Holy Spirit empowers our lives. The Holy Spirit allows us to live a life away from sin. The Holy Spirit is the one who tells us, don't do that, don't do this. The Holy Spirit allows us to live a life to the fullest. Do you agree with me? And so the Holy Spirit's function in our lives is to fill us and say, what you cannot do before, you can do today. But the Holy Spirit is not only for our personal consumption, just like I, what I said a while ago. The Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon His people, the Bible says, Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. He calls us to be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the, the earth. Our mission as people of God is to be a witness. This is our calling. This is who we are, and this is the mark of the church, and this is what we'll be talking about today. We are going through the latter part of the book of Acts. We are at Acts 28, and this is the time where uh, Paul, around 57 years old, he was a little bit old, na-save po si Paul. The first encounter of Paul, he was already 30 to 33 years old. How many of you have read the book of Acts? A lot of us. I enjoy the book of Acts. Why? It's so much activity, so much power, so much highlights of planting a church. And some of us think, and I hope you also agree with me, that we think that the book of Acts is a matter of five years. Meron bang ganon when you read it? Parang very fast lang siya. But actually, the book of Acts is more than five years. He was first saved at 33. During this time, the third mission of Paul, he was already around, guess how old? 57 years old. Magiging senior na si Paul dito. This was his third expedition as he goes around the churches. He was going through churches and raising funds to support the Jerusalem church. They had the problem there. And so what happened? Sabi ng friend si Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Persecution is at its height. Baka kung ano mangyari sa'yo, they might kill you. And during this time, he was actually arrested. There was a mob who wanted to kill him. And so this is the time where Paul was actually in prison. I've seen people in prison. We always visit the women's correctional here in, in, in San Juan, rather. And whenever we would visit that jail, we would experience uh, life with the women, uh, how do you, inmates. And I would see a, a woman who is hopeless. I've seen it. When you're there, parang di nila, they can't seem to be connected with the outside world. Ito yung mga lagi nila sinasabi sa amin. Pag-pray nyo naman na yung family namin, okay sila. You know, ang na-experience nila doon, their family would visit them sa Women's Correctional and actually ask for help from them. It was a hopeless situation for them. Para sa kanila, how can I help you financially if I am locked up? How can I help you if I am in chains? But on the other hand, I've seen hopeless uh, people in jail. I've also seen someone who has full hope in the prison. Someone who knows who Jesus is. That when you speak to them, alam niyo yung mga na-experience namin na conversation na mga nasi-save sa loob ng uh, women's correction, ang ganito yung sinasabi nila. Alam mo, 
happy ako na nandito. How many of you think you'll be happy when you're in jail? Meron ba? Wala. But you know, when they tell us the reason, they would tell me, I'm happy I'm here only because this is the place that I met Jesus Christ. Prison might be an image of hopelessness for all of us, but you know, when you have Christ in you, prison might be a picture of hope. And this is who Paul is. That when he was in prison, he still had a mission. He did not stop. Sabi niya, wala na, nakakulong na ako. The penalty that they were giving him was death. Hahatulan na siya ng kamatayan if he was found guilty. And so we see here, a man in prison, a man for us, he might be helpless, but you see here, he was a man on a mission. We're gonna go through Acts 28, verse 17, and we start here. He travels now to Rome as a prisoner for the Jews and the Romans. So he travels three days after Paul arrives to Rome. He called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing wrong against our people or the customs of our ancestors. He gets to Rome as a prisoner, and his first agenda, once he gets to the new place, was to actually call the Jewish leaders. So, tinawag niya sila. This is what he said. As we continue, in verse 18, he says, The Romans tried me and wanted to release me. Why? Because they did not find any fault. The Romans actually were saying, Pwede ka na namin pakawalan. He was sharing his sentiments to the people, to the Jewish leaders. And now he says this, But when the Jewish leaders, imagine, no, your people, ikaw, no, Pilipino ka, ang nagpapakulong sa'yo, kapwa Pilipino. And he would said this, but when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar. Why? Even though he was Jew, he was also a Roman citizen. That was the way for him to protect his life. So sabi niya, I'm a Roman citizen, please try me in the Roman government, not in the Jews' uh, form of government. And so now, he was brought to Rome. Yeah. He says, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. He didn't, he, it was not about proving them wrong. It was not about telling them that they are wrong. The reason why Paul was there in Rome was to plead his case. Kasi wala naman daw siyang ginagawang mali. He did not violate any laws. He was just actually preaching the gospel. Imagine, it took him two years from moving from place to place until he gets to Rome. This is a picture of what happened during that time. This is chapter 17 and uh, 27 and 28. This is where uh, Paul was taken, Jerusalem. And now, he was transported to places to places until it gets to Rome. For Paul, during that time, his concern was to be free, to be set free. But you know, God had a different plan for Paul. God wanted him really to go to Rome. You know why? You want to know why? Ask me why. At least nakikinig kayo, di ba? You know why? Because this was the fulfillment of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. What do I mean by that? You remember the verse I read a while ago? Sabi ni Jesus, Wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Why? Because you will be my witnesses. Where? To Jerusalem, where it all started. What's the next place? Judea. This is the bigger part of Jerusalem. 
Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Paul's imprisonment was actually under the covering of the sovereignty of God. God wanted to bring him to Rome. Why? Because Rome was the biggest Gentile world during that time. It was actually the end of that world during that time. And so, God brings him there with his sovereignty. God leads him to Rome as a prisoner. As you continue, verse 20 says, I ask you to come here today so that I could get acquainted and so I could explain to you the reason why he was bounded. Sabi niya, the reason why I'm here is to explain to you the reason why I'm bounded. He did not go there, and if I put myself in the, in the position of Paul, you know what I would do, honestly, when I was reflecting on this verse? I would actually look for connections. Uy, try nyo naman akong pakawalan. Inape ko dun sa probinsya. Pakawalan nyo naman. I would look for connections to free myself. I would look for people to convince that I did not do wrong. Would you do that? Ako lang talaga ang medyo wicked ang puso dito. But the Bible says, I am bound with the chains because I believe that the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. Paul's reason of him being there was not to convince them that he was not doing wrong. The reason why he was there was because of Jesus and was for Jesus. He was, br- he was brought from place to place so that he could preach the gospel. Imagine, no? Kayo, nakakadena na kayo. Ang first priority niya in his mind is to talk to the Jewish believers so that he could share to them the coming of the Messiah, the coming of Jesus. He saw every destination as a reason to share who Jesus is. What am I saying? Yung mission ni Paul? God sent him from place to place. Every time he would settle in one place, the first thing that he would do is to preach the gospel. The first thing that he would do is to reach out and share who the Messiah is. That was his priority. Regardless of where he goes, that was his top of mind. This is the calling that he had from the Lord. I remember this is uh, one of our leaders, Matt. He was part of the team of Pastor Alan to Mongolia. And when I was talking to him about this last week, sabi niya, when I was in Mongolia, we had a mission. And the mission was to share the goodness of Jesus, to share who Jesus is to the kids, to the teens, and whoever we encounter in that country of Mongolia. They were there for how many days, Pastor Alan? 14 days they were in Mongolia. They would talk to people who didn't even have an idea of who Jesus is. They would share to them. They would care for them. They would show the love of Jesus. This was the mission of Matt. But you know when he went back from Mongolia to the Philippines, you know what happened? He went back to the things that he needs to do. He went back to the things that he wants to do. There's nothing wrong with that. He went back to the daily grind. He forgot about the mission. Why? Because his mind was conditioned that when God would open a mission field, it would be a certain place. It would be a certain people. He went back to the Philippines and lost the heart of the mission. doesn't end there. You know, Matt talked to me last week and said this. 
Sabi niya, dinala ko ni Lord to a place, Mongolia, not my people, to talk to people, not my language, to try to show them who He is in a place that is not mine, that when they revolutionize it because of the gospel, what happens? That country will prosper because of Jesus in their lives. So ang concern niya, paano naman yung mga nandito? You know, God spoke to him that wherever you are, that is your mission field. That wherever you are today, that is where God wants you to be. What happened? He now talks to our campus missionaries and said, I want to start my victory group with the kids here in Cubao. Matt is doing one-to-one now with the two kids here. I know you see three kids. Hindi ko po alam kung bakit three. Pero dalawa lang daw ang wina-one-to-one niya. Why? Because he knows wherever God sends him, that is his mission field. My question for each and everyone today is, where are you today? In your work. I hope you know this, that wherever you are, that is your mission field. There's a reason why God leads you to where you are today. There's a reason why you are there. How many of you have felt this? And I, I, Honestly, I felt this when I was still in the corporate world. I used to work for a cement company. Meron akong season na dry yung season ko. Lord, di ko na enjoy Ayoko na dito. Ayoko na nito. And this is what happened to me. You know what God revealed to me? I was praying, Lord, tanggalin mo na ako. Lipat mo na ako ng ibang work. Promote mo ako. Parang, parang walang nangyayari. There's dryness. This is what God revealed to me during that time when I was still there. You know why your season is dry here? Sabi ni Lord in my devotion. You know why? You want to know why? Kung ano sinabi sa akin ni Lord? Sige, dun sa mga nagsabing yes, mamaya, pag-usapan natin sa labas. You know why? Because I was only focused on my career. Because I was only focused on what I wanted. I was focused on the better things of the corporate. I was only focused on what I could get. I was only focused on what I was praying for, that God would bring me that breakthrough in the corporate world. You know, when God told me that there's a reason why you're there today, and it's not just about you. Sometimes we focus too much on the things that we can get rather than what God wants us to do wherever you are. There is a mission for you wherever you are. Can you tap the person to your right? Same sa kanya. God has a mission for you where you are today. Yeah. Tap the person to your left. Sabi mo sa kanya, you're not my mission. Okay. Sabi niya, oh, why not? Our mission field is where God leads us. There's one reason that you're there. God is opening doors for you for that mission. The witness. I like this picture of a church in the US and this is the sticker at the exit. Gusto ko nga to i-propose eh, nandiyan oh, lalagay natin diyan sa exit. Tingnan niyo exit diyan. Lalagay natin diyan. This is what it says. You are now entering the mission field. Why? Because here Every Sunday, the reason why we're here, yes, to be encouraged. The reason why we're here, yes, to have that kind of faith for the things that we're believing for. But not just that. We're also equipping you to do ministry outside. The reason why we want the Holy Spirit to fill us. Why? Because we want to overflow that when we go out there, everyone who needs to feel the love of God 
will experience it through you. Tap the person to your right, sabi sa kanya, God will use you outside this church. Oh, tap the person to your left, sabi sa kanya, Amen. Oh. You are now entering the mission field. There is a mission field out there. As we continue, verse 23, before I read verse 23, what happens was, the Jews, the leaders, sabi nila, sige, uh, we have not heard of your claim. We have not heard of a, uh, hindi, wala pang dumadating sa amin na reklamo, but sige, we will meet you at this designated time. And so, they call most of the Jews during that time. Verse 23 says, so they set with, they, so a time was set, and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. There were so many people that came to where Paul was. You have to understand that every time Paul would go from city to city, he would actually go where? He would go to the temple so that he would preach and teach and persuade and convince them of the coming Messiah. He was a Jew. And not only was he a Jew, he was actually a Pharisee. He was a master of the law. He grew up memorizing the law. And so he would go to a temple. You see here in Rome, it was different. During the time when he was doing his expedition, it was him going to the people. But this time, the people were going to Paul. And that's the favor of God. That whenever we witness for God, He will orchestrate scenarios so that we will be able to share who He is. Amen? Okay. Amen? Amen. I hope you guys are not afraid to share your faith to other people. As we continue, He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade about them about Jesus from the Scripture. He was there to convince them to see people differently. He was not there to debate against them. He was not there to uh, scold them. He was there to persuade, to compel, to, to, to convince them of who Jesus is. Remember, the Old Testament, the Torah, was filled with prophecies of the coming Messiah. And all he was doing was saying, everything that was written there is this man. He persuaded them. How long? The Bible says, from morning till evening. You know the problem with um, us, even me, I'm guilty of this. Sometimes whenever we talk about people, about our faith, pag meron tayong konting hint, we back off. Pag may problema siya, no, problema, alam mo bro, pray ka lang. Pray? <laughs> oh, yun lang. Sige, bye-bye. We don't like being rejected. Whenever we engage people about our faith, whenever we share who Jesus is, the moment that they ask us a question, we feel like, ay, hindi pa to ready. Ay, hindi siguro. Baka naman hindi niya kailangan si Jesus. Ah, baka hindi naman niya kailangan ma-save. Baka okay na siya kay Lord. Mukhang okay naman siya sa social media. You'd see the heart of Paul. From morning till night persuading these people of who Jesus is. Why? Because for Paul, he knew one thing, that everyone needs a Savior, and that there's only one Savior. Who is that? Jesus. He will not stop until he tries to persuade them and convince him of his faith. 
Look at the heart of Paul when he was talking to a king. He was brought around. There was a time that he went to King Agrippa to convince him that to, se- to be sent to Rome. And so this king, in chapter 26 of um, Acts, said this to Paul. Sabi niya, Do you think that in a such short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? This was the question. Meron na ba nagtanong sa inyo, paano ba maging Christian? Kaya mo ba akong gawing Christian? Meron na ba? Wala pa? Lord sana, di ba? I really pray that you will experience people who are really ready for the gospel. That they would talk to you and say, paano ba maging tulad mo? Yan. Sabi mo, nang maganda tulad ko? People would ask us, and so this is what Paul said, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am. Except for the one in chains. That's what he said. Regardless, if you give me 10 minutes or 2 hours, this is my prayer that not only you, but everyone listening, everyone there around us would come to the saving knowledge of the Christ that we profess. This is his heart. Regardless of who there is. I remember this um, Dodi and Cherry, one of our um, usher heads here in the evening service. They asked me to lead their couple's victory group. We were at Rasons, And they had a very big group. I think it was around nine couples or something. So during that time, there were seven couples and me. And I was sharing. And there was this uh, couple. Malit po ang rasons dito sa may tapat ng Caltex. No? It's very small. And so I need to share the word strong, uh, loudly because I was surrounded by 14 people. So the more I make it louder, the more that the person was trying to listen. So ako, parang hinaan ko ba? Am I offending them? Is it their, parang baka sabihin lang, ingay-ingay sa rasons? And I realized this, that regardless if she's there to listen to me or not, I'd rather that I increase my volume that she might get what I'm talking about. Why? Because that might be an opportunity for, uh, for her to hear the good news. Do we shrink back whenever we pray for someone? Do we decrease our volume? Meron, no? Meron time, di ba, pag may nag-order ka sa restaurant, may dadating, nagpe-pray. Lord, thank you for the life of this man. Thank you, Lord, for... Pag-alas. In Jesus' name. Amen. Every opportunity for people to hear the gospel, we should embrace. This is what Paul said in one of his books, 1 Corinthians chapters 9. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people. And he ends it with this that by all means, I might save some. I wanted to show you this scripture. You know why? Because even a super apostle like Paul, you would see that whenever he preaches, there will be people who will not receive. That there will be people who will reject us. There will be people who will think we are crazy. But he's not after those. You know what he's after? The some. The people that will be saved with proclaiming the gospel. This is our mission. You want to hear an encouragement today? 
This is my encouragement. It is not us who will change people. It's only the Holy Spirit who will change them. All we need to do is proclaim it. All we need to do, our mission, is to say it, is to let them feel the love of Christ. If they receive, good. If no, maybe some other time. The Bible says, someone plants, the other waters. This is a good reminder for us. It's never about us converting people. The Bible is clear. It is Jesus who builds His church. It's not you and me. We're not the Messiah here. And, we, and if we know this, that we're not the Messiah, you know what happens? We do not qualify people. What do I mean? Minsan ganito tayo, no? sinusukat natin. Maintindihan kaya niya yung English ko pagka binasahan ko to ng Romans. Hindi ko na lang sabihin, baka mapahiya ako sa English ko. Regardless of who they are, how many they are, all we need to know is that Jesus is the one who changes them. We're responsible to proclaim the gospel. And that is our mission. As we continue, verse 24 says, So some were persuaded by the things he said, but the others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet. This was a uh, prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 6 verse 9. It says, Go and say to these people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the heart of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear. And their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me, and let me heal them. The prophet Isaiah was talking about people who would reject the gospel. And Paul was telling them, you guys are people of God, are the chosen people of God. Why are you rejecting this news? And so he ends it with this, verse 28. So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles and they will accept it. Paul was saying, yes, for as long as I've done my part, if you reject him, God is still after a lot of people. God is still after the bigger people. Sometimes during that time, the Jews were people who did not accept that Jesus was the Savior until today. But God is still after people who need Him. God is still after souls and harvest of people who still need Him. You know, this reality, when Jesus ascended in the heavens, He did not have any plan B. Isa lang ang plan ni Lord. To grow his church. You know what his plan is? Tap the person to your right. Sabi mo sa kanya. You are the plan of God. Oh, tap the person to your left. I'm not sure about that. Sabi mo sa Yeah. No, really. You are the plan of God. The plan of God was to use his people to be salt and light of the world. It is us and this is our mission to share who he is. Wala na siyang plan B. And He knows it will be fulfilled through us. Who are the people around you today? Who are the people that are near you today in your work, in your career? These are the people that Jesus died for. The question is, are we speaking to them? 
Are we bringing the gospel closer to them? Are we being an encouragement to them? Or are we the type of people that speak death to them? So continue. This is my second point. That our mission is to witness to the people around us. It's not an accident that you're there today. That your family is close to you. That your family sees a changed person in you. That your neighbors, the neighbors that you have, no matter that sometimes they irritate you, God also died for them. Jesus also died for them. The office that you have, alam nyo ba, yung even your enemy, sino sa inyo yung may kaaway? Taas ang kamay. Pabait lahat, Lord. Sino sa inyo yung may nakaaway noon? Gusto nyo parang silang nakita ng multo? Share nyo yung love ni Lord sa kanila. Parang sila, di ba kaaway mo ko? They love kita. Sayon sa kanya, dati prayer ko, Lord, kunin mo na to. Ngayon, iba na. I remember this story about my good friend. He wanted to go back. I, I got saved with him in 2001 here in Victory. And sabi niya, he's now getting more involved in church. He had coffee with me. And this was his question. Sabi niya, bro, remember dati nag-usher tayo? Parang gusto ko ulit ma-involve eh. I want to help the church. Pero feeling ko, there, it's not where God is calling me anymore. You know what I told him? You know where you are today? You can serve the church by doing what you do best. Where you are, what you do. You don't only need to serve here. You can serve outside of these four walls. You can do the work of God and be part of the advancement of the kingdom of God in where you are today. Our goal as believers is this. We're called to inch people closer to Jesus. We're not called to convert them. We're not called to convince them to believe in Jesus instantly. We are here to live our lives to inch closer to Jesus. So the question is, are we inching people closer to Jesus with the lives that we live today? Do we inch them closer to our Heavenly Father? One of the last stories I have... um, Randall Chongson, one of our Victory Group leader, who is a speaker, a finance. Uh, when I said he was, he's a finance guru. Nagagalit siya sa akin. So he's just a finance guy, according to him. So Randall, as a speaker, would actually organize last. Was it this year? Build. He organized a talk entitled "Build Your Future." Build Your Future was an idea of Randall and some of the Victory Group leaders that is part of his team. And they were thinking of an idea where they could equip people to have a better career, equip people to guide them on what career they should choose, equip people on how to build their financial acumen, all that, which are all good. But in the end, it would bring them to one idea. That to be successful in life, they need a savior. It was a dream. It was an idea. This is what he does for a living. And now he does it in what he does every day. He integrates being a believer, being a Christian, embraces his mission, and puts it into action where he is. 
Just recently, he told me that just for him, not other, not from the other Victor groups, now he has 16 men from this event who are getting discipled. Inching them closer, not forcing them. Kailangan maging ganito ka. It's not a Inching them closer to Jesus. And you know what? There were four of them who got baptized in a recent victory group, victory weekend. Aren't you glad that these things happen in the world that we live in? They're not there to, they did not create an event na nakalagay, preaching today. It was about the felt need of people. It's about what they wanted to hear, improve, and that's good. But He brings the Word of God in everything He does. Last few verses, it says, For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one tried to stop him. At 60 to around 67 years old, you see Paul at house arrest. People are going to him. He welcomes them and preaches the word. I hope this is a picture of the life that you like. That you live a life that is welcoming to others. It's not about just us and our friends. We extend it to others. Why? Because they can also be encouraged with your life. This is a picture of Paul. Kahit, naging reti- kahit on retirement at 60 years old, there is no retirement for the Lord. There is no retirement for people of the Lord. I want to end with this. How many of you believe that you're called to do the work of God today? You know that our calling or what we are called to do can be aligned with what we need to do and what we want to do. It can coexist as one. The things that we want to do can actually bring people closer to God. The things that we need to do can actually bring people closer to the saving knowledge of who Jesus is. And this is the life that is marked by a mission for Christ. As I end, I want you to open your Bibles. If you have your Bibles with you, if you have your cell phone Bibles, that's fine. Please go to Acts 29. Tell me when you're in Acts 29. If you're in Acts 29, please say Amen. Acts 29. Yes? Hanggang? Hangga, hanggang? Walang, walang 29? Tap the person to your right. Sabi mo sa kanya, you are Acts 29. What do I mean by that? You know, when Luke finished the book, he did not finish the story of Paul being beheaded. He did not finish the story of Paul uh, fulfilling this mission. You know how he finished it? That Paul was inviting people and proclaiming the gospel. Acts 29 is the continuation of this book. And Acts 29 is you and me. We are all called to preach and proclaim the gospel to the lost world. This is who we are. 
And I hope you know that when we say we proclaim, it's not always about preaching. Hindi ako magpipreach eh. Hindi ako marunong magsalita eh. It's not about that. It's about inching people closer to Jesus. How? By allowing them to experience God's love. Sino sa inyo yung generous talaga by nature? Yung nanlilibre talaga kayo ng tao. Yung manlilibre kayo mamaya ng katabi nyo kahit di nyo kilala. Become generous to the people around you. To your office. Spend time with them. Listen to them. Yung mga may problema sa office, pakinggan nyo. Sit down with them. Have coffee with them. By doing that, what are you doing? You're telling them that there are, more, there are things that are more important than the work that we're doing. You're telling them that you're investing time with them just like how Jesus invested time with you. We are the Acts 29. We are to continue the work of God throughout this world. Tap the person to your right. Sabi mo sa kanya, God is calling you for a mission. Yeah. Tap the person to your left. Tell that person, wake up, we're almost done. Okay. <laughs> Romans chapter 10. For there is no distinction between Jews and Greeks, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you believe in this scripture? Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But it also is continued by verse 14. It says, How then will they call on Him they, whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. This is a role of all of us. It's not for the selected few. It's for everyone who professes that Jesus is Lord. We are all called to preach. We are all called to respond. How can they hear if nobody tells them? The saddest picture that I would ever imagine is this. And it haunts me. That at the end of this all, when judgment comes, when Jesus arrives and we would all be in heaven, people closest to me would look at me and say, Christian ka pala? Bakit di mo sinabi sa akin? I might have enjoyed a life to the full when I was still on earth. This is who we are. This is the role that God wants for you and me. Amen? Can I ask everyone to stand as we close in prayer? Lord, thank you for your word today. Thank you, Lord God, that we can respond to your word. And our response is, Lord, use us. Lord, send us. Lord, open doors for us to be able to share who you are. Thank you, Lord, that this mission is not for a few. That this calling that you have given us is not for my seatmate, but it's for all of us. Lord, thank you that as you open doors for us to share who you are in our lives, you will be the one to take care of our needs. You will even be the one to take care of our own concerns. Thank you, Lord, that salvation is upon the people around us. So, Lord, use us today. 
with all heads bowed down and eyes closed, if that is your prayer today, you, got, you want God to use you in a different way in this season of your life, just raise your hand so that we can pray for you. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Lord, thank you, Lord. I see these hands. Lord, I see these hands as they desire for them to be used by you. So, Lord, this I declare for them. Give them grace. Give them open doors. Give them the right words. And also give them that hunger for your word. That hunger that they will know every word to be uttered because it's all about you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters today. I want to pray for a last group of people. You know, you've been here for the past probably years and you feel like life has just been about you. It's about what God can do for you. And you know that God is speaking to you and saying, Lord, I have plan. Anak, may plano ko sa'yo. And I will use you where you are today. If that is you, with all heads bowed down and eyes closed, just raise your hand and say, that's me, Lord. Yes, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you see these hands. Lord, you see their heart as they want to go back to you. Lord, give them that grace to release the things, the concerns that they have, and for them to start their walk with you as they share your goodness to the people around them. Thank you, Lord. You are faithful to hear our prayers today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give God praise.